All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. It's Fit Nation. All right, let's welcome to the Misfit Nation, Paul Hussar. Uh, he's the CEO of VetCord and Team VetCord, retired Army officer at Seans. He's on a mission to create a sustainable opportunities for uh, veterans, uh, both employment and business. How are you doing, Paul? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Rich. Appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Once I seen uh, you were an Army veteran, I said, I got to get him on. I would have loved to have you on before the Army-Navy game. It might have gave us a little... Uh, I guess push over the goal line last weekend, but again, I have to listen to my brother for another year. Oh man, it, it was a rough weekend because we have our company holiday party in conjunction. We hosted our building here with VetCorp, and uh, and I am and, and another one of my um, teammates here is a West Point grad. Because what better day to have a holiday party for a company called VetCorp than in conjunction with the Army Navy game? And I took a lot of flack for that, brother. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> So every time I was deployed when the Navy was on there with a 14 year streak or whatever, my brother, he was a Navy guy. He'd somehow find me and be able to tell me that we lost. I'm like, hey, thanks. I'm in Korea. This is wonderful. I'm in Ramadi. This is awesome. <laughs> but yeah, it, that was a, that was a bit of a rough patch for us. So yeah. at least it's now it's a rivalry. I mean, you know, we were we were eight and three. They were three and eight. But that any on any given day with that rivalry man that's what's awesome about that's it right. and Especially now we're back on the same team again yeah for for 11 months so that's, that's right <laughs> and then we can go start uh, setting the memes out again and make everything everything more comfortable for everybody again that's right man and i i'm terrible about the memes like the <laughs> whole week prior i'm just fl- and now i have a you know a civilian network and people around we're in tampa and everybody's like oh my god you know most of the civilians have no clue what's going on with that <laughs> They're laughing because I send out all the stupid memes. And they just think we're nuts. <laughs> yeah. Now this week, just eating a little humble pie. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, that's all right. We're going to a bowl game. They're sitting home watching. We'll be all right. <laughs> well, all right, Paul. So if you'd like to, just give us a little background on you so the audience gets to know you a little better, and then we'll get into what you're doing now. Well, thanks, man. Yeah. So VetCor is a really, it's in its essence, it's a restoration company. It's a for-profit company. Um, and restoration, we help people solve like water damage challenges, mold remediation, fire, those types of things. And um, and commercial and residential properties are mostly residential. But the thing that makes us unique is we primarily hire veterans as our service technicians. And now, uh, a little over two years ago, we started franchising and we primarily franchise the veterans. But our policy is we, we hire and we award franchises to veterans and those who share similar values. So you don't have to be a veteran, but you have to have those same types of values and believe in those and also believe in our mission, which is to create sustainable, meaningful employment opportunities for our nation's heroes and now business ownership opportunities through franchising. And I got started in this complete accident. (laughs) I retired from active duty, moved to Tampa based on quality of life because I wanted to live here with my family. And uh, like a lot of veterans struggled with trying to find opportunities. And I was like, damn, if, you know, if I'm struggling, I'm, I'm a West Point grad. I used to command a battalion, retired army officer, licensed professional engineer. Um, if I'm having a hard time, what, what's going on with, you know, the youngsters who had so much more responsibility compared to their peers, but nobody knows what they do. And I stumbled upon this opportunity um, to start this company. So I got hired to start it about eight months into it. I had the opportunity to buy it, become the owner. 
the guy who who is the founder is still uh, David Howard. He's a, a former army officer and then spent 25 years in the insurance industry. And he is a great, it's a great marriage between us. Um, he's a great partner. He helped me buy the, the, the company from, away from his other partner there. And uh, now he's our best advocate. He's a mentor and, and kind of civilian business world for me. And we've just grown it. And uh, happy to talk more about any of that stuff, but that's kind of the short version of how we got here and uh, struggled like many other veterans. And now we're just trying to pay it forward and create opportunities for them. That's a definitely a happy accident to come into, to fall into this like that. And like you said, uh, the struggle is definitely real for transitioning. Like you had all, every certificate possible, Lieutenant Colonel. So you went to command and staff, college, all that stuff. You had everything imaginable. And you look at Joe coming out, maybe seven years in, eight years in, they walk out and they run into that wall. It's rough for them out there. Yeah, I'll tell you, man, I, I um, one night I was leaving the office. I went to go meet my family for dinner in South Tampa and I uh, had my vet corp polo shirt on, right? So you know, people see that, they see the logo, and I get, hey, what's, what's that all about? So we're standing in, in line or, or, or finish, finish eating this really nice restaurant and this, this young guy goes to get my car, the valet. He's like, vet corp, what's that? And I tell him, he's like, I'm a veteran. It's like, I was a sergeant and now I'm parking cars because nobody knows what I can do and nobody appreciates this. And I was like, oh my God it's so true. And, and, you know, I spent a lot of time thinking about it and I create, I've, I've done a, a presentation. I talked to now groups about hiring veterans and the value of veterans and things. And I studied it and it's just, we're isolated. We're segregated from society. Only about 7% of the population are veterans. Uh, there's a misconception. It's, it's less than half a percent actually serve in the military right now, but 7%, which is still a small number, it are actually veterans have ever served and as a result and that number keeps getting smaller and smaller right because we're the lowest military the lowest uh, um it's ever been in the united states the u.s population is rising the veteran population is declining because it's an old population and so we're going farther and farther and farther apart from you know the nation that we serve to protect and defend and fewer and fewer people know who we are and what we do oh, definitely yeah and when i came out it was 365 days exactly before I found a job. People wouldn't hire me because they thought I wanted more money than I wanted. I just wanted a job. I right. wanted a purpose. And that's that's a lot of that, a lot of the veterans that I want a purpose. I want to get out there and do something. It's rough out there. And uh, I know there's a stigma. Most veterans quit their first job. They get their first oh, job man. out. They don't like it. They quit. How do you coach guys through that transition like that? Yeah. So, I mean, one, why we don't want handouts. Right. Hand up would be nice. Right. And op just an opportunity. And you talked about the stigma, you know, like the two most common words associated with veteran, disabled and homeless. And I'm tired of it, man, because we are capable, strong, great teammates. And so what I tell people is you got to be able to see yourself first and understand kind of how everybody else sees you. Understand that there are these myths out there. Understand what the stigmas are. And then, you know, work your ass off to, to defeat those stigmas and to prove people otherwise. And so, like, a couple things, right? One, we all come with recipes for success. When you think about it, you know, there are five components of mission statement. Who, what, where, when, why. If you give mission type orders, it's task and purpose, right? If you're doing, every time we do something, we do an after action review. What do we do? We assess what happened, why it happened, and how we can improve. 
When you think about those types of things that we come with, those recipes for success, who wouldn't want folks like us on their team, their organization, right? And so we just have to do a better job of selling ourselves. Here's the challenge though, right? You know, whether you were at, you know, a young E1, you enlisted in the army or, you know, any service and then got out, you know, let's say you did a four-year enlistment. So you got out when you were 22 or whether you're someone like me, you went to West Point when they're 18, got out 27 years later, whether it was 27 years after 18 years old or four years after 18 years old, we both struggle with the same transition. And that is we learned how to be an adult, because you're an adult when you're 18. You learned how to be an adult based on the cultures, norms, and values of the U.S. military. And nobody tells you, in fact, they discourage you from being a spotlight ranger. We even have a term for it, right? So then you get out and you're like, oh, here's a resume. What's a resume? A one-page piece of paper where people, you know, expect you to kind of highlight yourself. Hey, here's how great I am, written in a one-page piece of paper front and back. And here's why you should hire me. And then you get an interview and and you get, you know, what, 15 minutes, 30 minutes to tell someone how great you are and and why they should hire you. Is there any wonder why we suck at that? (laughs) Right? Because if you did that in the military, some sergeant major would give you the knife hand and go, you know, you can't do that. It's not about you. It's better. It's about the team. It's about the we, right? That's right. And so we just have to have a better understanding of, hey, there's a reason we're wired this way. It's because how we learn how to be an adult. And so we just have to recognize that, know what our strengths are, know what our weaknesses are, see ourselves, and then go out and do a better job of integrating because the society isn't going to integrate to us. We've got to integrate to them. Yeah, we kind of do that little blending thing, blend in as much as possible without losing your own core values and such as you go forward. So that- Yeah, and that's what we're trying to do with VetCorps, right? So we have this still kind of the cultures, norms, and values of the U.S. military but we're, we're a civilian business, but we're still representing, you know, the brand known for timely, quality, reliable service, and the value of veterans. Let's tell people, man, in our company, think about when the last time you had a service call of any kind, Rich, you know, air conditioning repairman, cable guy. Yeah. When did that person tell you they're going to be at your house? Usually they tell you they'll be here between uh, X and X. It's uh, like a four-hour window. How is that appropriate? It's right? horrible. <laughs> right? So we're a veteran. Uh, let's try this a veteran on time is late and early is on time right and you take any veteran any any veteran because if you're if you're a veteran it means you did one tour duty at least so you probably got out as as, at least senior e4 maybe e5 i don't know any veterans in that capacity they can't get a group of guys and a group of gals to be at the right place at the right time with the right kit to accomplish the mission so this four-hour window nonsense is just nonsense. It's people who don't know how to command and control small unit-level operations and plan them, execute them. And I think they overpromise and underdeliver is what I like to call what they do. And it's horrible uh, from A to B, A to Z across. It could be delivering people, your furniture, your equipment yep. in your house, everything. Uh, we had our maintenance for our annual thing for our warranty for our house, and the guy who does it's a veteran. He told me he'd be here at 11 a.m. He was here at 9.30, sitting outside. Hey, I'm here. Can I do it? Hey, knock it out, bro. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you, the, the, the reality is, practical nature is, you show up on time. You can screw up 10 more things 
during that visit. But people have such an expect, such a terrible expectation of service contractors now. They just expect you to be late. Right. And that's just terrible. So it's a huge advantage to us. And really that's what our brand represents, right? It represents people who show up fit, polite, on time, treat you with dignity and respect. They're in uniform. They call you sir. They call you ma'am. They wipe their shoes off before they enter your house because they respect your property. They respect your time. That's just how we're wired. And that's just a huge advantage in the service industry. And it's why we're doing so well. Definitely. And uh, your, your plan uh, for VetCore is uh, remediation, you said earlier. So kind of like there's a competition out there, that's uh, Pro, whatever, like they're yep. in this region. So how do you, are you nationwide now? Are you regional? So we have, we started in Florida. We have six franchises in Florida. We have two in Texas, uh, one in New York, one in Georgia and one in Virginia, getting ready to award one in Ohio and one in Kentucky. So our strategy has been Florida first because that's where we started. We're a preferred vendor for over 60 insurance carriers here. We're also a preferred vendor for eight TPAs, third-party administrators. And of those 60 carriers, about 10 of them are national carriers. So we have the ability to go nationwide. It's not, it, it won't be as easy because we don't have nearly as many clients as we do in Florida but we have the ability. So what we said is our focus is Florida first, but if veterans find us and because they believe in the mission and we think that they're the right people to be a pioneer in the state and they understand what, what our mission is, they understand what they need to do to kind of penetrate that state. I like to think of like, you know, like sappers first, right? Breaching the obstacle, breaching into the state and, and lead by example. If they're the right people to do that, then we'll, we'll kind of ride that horse and we'll mutually go and, and kind of create, you know, the, penetrate the market and establish new relationships there as well. So you, that's kind of how we've approached it. And uh, so far, so good. And as you leave uh, spread out from Florida, let your tentacles get out there. The reputation of your business in Florida is going to follow you anyway. They're not just going to say, I'm going to hire you, but I'm going to look at your references. What'd you do in Florida? And they say, oh, that, they're really good. I'm going to stay with them. And that's how I want to stay with you. Yep. That, that's right. Because it, you know, it's a universal brand that we're establishing. Right. And, and people understand that now we still have to prove it, um, but we've been proving it. And now we just, you know, we're incrementally starting to prove it now in other States and other regions as we go. And, uh, and we have the ability to do that nationwide and, and it's a nationwide problem. Dishwashers, ice makers, hot water heaters, air conditioning units, roof leaks, you know, as you get farther north, you know, you get freeze and thaw, plumbing fixtures break, all those things, they happen all over the United States. People about disaster restoration, and we're in Florida, they think about you know, hurricanes. Right. And that's a real deal, right? Um, and when that happens, it literally, pun intended, becomes a rainmaker event for us because we end up putting a ton of roof tarps up and we have a ton of water damage and, and stuff. Um, but all those things that I mentioned previously, those are the things that keep us in business all year round. And people aren't equipped to deal with it. They don't have an industrial size shop backs. They don't have the air movers, the dehumidifiers. And my, my COO, he's a retired Sergeant Major. He and I have known each other for 30 years. By the way, there's, there's no one better to be your right-hand man. And, and we get that white because that, that's, again, how we're wired. We right. help start a business then, then a retired Sergeant Major, right? Attention to detail to the max. You know, I have a saying, we said, look, you know, restoration is science, but it's not rocket science. And so as long as you're willing to learn 
and you're fit, polite, treat people with dignity and respect, et cetera. And I just, that's most veterans because they're lifelong learners, right? They've been changing jobs and, and PCSing every three or four years. So they, they're forced to learn. They're forced to adapt. They're forced to continue to adopt the new radio system or a new weapon system and you know, technological changes as well. And so we can get darn near any veteran, as long as they possess those characteristics, into a sustainable, meaningful career. And then they can grow, they can be a water technician, then they can be a fire technician and mold and biotrauma crime scene. You know, kind of like, you know, the E1, the E4 specialist, right? right? Or, or back in the day, they had spec nines. Right. So you can become technically um, uh, more proficient or you can grow and be a team leader and then a deputy project manager and then a project manager. And ideally, what I'd love to be able to do is create this kind of environment where then they could even become franchise owners. So they learn the business and they start, in, you know, kind of saving for themselves. And then they learn how to apply for an SBA loan. And then, you know, they go, oh, man, if I do this here, you know, working for someone else, I've learned the business. Now I can start my own business. Right. I can create financial freedom for me and my family. And you know what? Why shouldn't veterans who've given so much service to the country be the ones that be, actually be able to build wealth in their lives? Exactly. That's an amazing uh, viewpoint. And as they grow theirs, they're building a, a, to look back at football, their coaching tree. So they build their little brand and, right. that, and then they have their franchisees underneath them that build their own franchisees and it just keeps growing and growing, hopefully it keeps growing and growing. And then what the, the end state is that everyone's successful and everyone's taking care of each other. Yeah. And they're only going to hire more vets too. Right. right. And then I tell people, okay, you know, close your eyes and imagine a disaster hitting the Eastern seaboard of the United States, a hurricane, you know, whatever. Who, who would you rather have if you're an insurance executive or you're a, you know, a person that works at FEMA or a state or County an emergency manager, who would you rather rely upon a network of U S military and veterans who run franchises in the disaster restoration business or, you know, pick serve pro or one of the others, right? Who, who would you rely on? Come on. To show up on time, fit, and not even fair. Purpose, right? <laughs> not even fair. Field right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you say franchising with purpose and franchising one-on-one, do you, if someone calls you and says, I'm thinking about franchising where they guess they go through something in your company to do this. And then they finally get to talk to you finally later when it comes to the final decision. What do you go through? What are the steps to get them into the franchise? Yeah, we have a whole, first of all, if you're interested to connect with me and you don't have to wait um, because we're still, we're still a small company, but I, I, I am, I'm passionate about helping vets. So we have a whole series of like free webinars that we do for veterans one-on-one. We'll do live webinars for um, franchising for veterans, um, those types of things. We have them posted on our YouTube channel connect with me, connect with my VP of franchise development, Mike Long. He's a former armor officer, our, our Sergeant Major, COO, Scott Walden. Connect with any of us on, on any social media platform. And then we'll just see if it's, it's a good fit. And if it's not a good fit, okay, we'll, you know, we'll try and help you find a good fit. Or we'll try and help you kind of apply our lessons learned just in transition in general. Because we believe that if we're pure in those motives and we just want to help veterans succeed in their transition, that we're going to find the right fit and we're going to find enough folks who will want to be vet core franchisee teammates of ours. And, uh, and so we just stay consistent with our mission to help vets. 
that's a definitely great work, uh, mod business model, I believe, there to keep the veteran focus and also with your team. Your team is just strong, strong from top down. So that's that helps out a lot and growing the bottom up. So in the middle, when, when you get to sit back, relax, and just watch it from a little bit of a distance, it'll be the glory days for you at that point. Yeah, you know, we've been in, we've been franchising for two years now. Um, and, and we were able to franchise because we, we had three offices here in Florida that we had. We saw, I started this. I was hired to start it. Uh, my, my business partner, David um, Howard, is the founder. Then, then we grew two more offices. And so we were able to um, continue to franchise and expand that model because we'd done really well um, responding to disasters in Florida. And so we kind of really outkicked our coverage. We made ourselves bigger than we are. We used the principles, you probably have heard them, RSOI, reception, staging, order movement, integration. We used that to build combat power, to make ourselves bigger when hurricanes hit. So we had comp plans on the shelf. We pulled the book out, said, here's how we're going to do uh, here's how we get more vehicles. We're going to rent white trucks from Enterprise. We're going to use temporary staffing, et cetera, et cetera. Well, so we applied those. Now, the last two years, you know, we, we have franchises. Last two years, we, the, two years ago, several hurricanes, four hurricanes hit the Gulf Coast. This past year, major hurricane hits New Orleans. Guess what? We sent a network of four franchisees and five subcontractors in New Orleans, and it was contingency operations. They went there to help people and we helped a ton of people out and they got paid for it. Right. And they're veterans. So they're like, Hey man, we're just going to camp out underneath this bridge. This is okay. <laughs> one of them, one of our superstars found a, a sheriff. They're driving by and said, Hey, you know, this is vet core. We're all veterans here, but we're, you know, we're coming to new Orleans to help put up temporary roof tarps as many people as we can here. And uh, we get all our assignments fed to us insurance companies. And then we go out He's like, listen, man, I'll even patrol this area extra for you guys, knowing that you guys are here. Leave your tents right here. They're good. You guys just go help people. Two high-speed specialists probably out there. You got <laughs> that going for you. That's good. <laughs> so when they uh, they come on as a franchisee, they make their initial investment. You are now investing in them with the leadership classes, uh, business 101. Yep. What all do they get with the franchises, like a truck or just a, business, a computer business plan, I'm sure? What all do they get? Yeah, so franchising in its essence is really the right to own, the, the right to use, the intellectual property, the operations manual, so the, the brand, right, the, the logo and everything in a specific geography. And we talk about this in our franchising 101. So with that comes um, two sets of training, a phase one training where they come to Tampa for a week and they, they work, they, they uh, stay and, and get trained at our vet core training academy here in this building and that's really how to be a small business owner kind of generically right and understanding all the purpose the why behind what we're all that stuff then they go back and they, they start to they get, they've got to plan all their vehicles they typically they got to p- purchase two or three vehicles purchase or lease they've got uh, um, purchase about anywhere between 80 and a hundred thousand dollars in equipment that's drying equipment tools um, supplies you don't have to have your own money. You can use other people's money. We're preferred uh, franchisor from SBA, from the SBA, Small Business Administration. So you can get an SBA loan that's amortized over 10 years. We help you through all that, connect you with preferred vendors and, and partners from ours that can, that can make this far more simplified than it initially sounds. And then um, you come back for phase two, which is two weeks right before your grand opening with your team, your technicians that you've hired. 
So we don't want you to hire technicians until right before grand opening so that you're, you know, you're minimizing your cash burn, excuse me. And then that last two weeks is how to be a restoration company owner. Your technicians come to the VetCorps Training Academy. They're taught by Scott Walden, our, our chief operating officer, retired to our major, none finer at individual training. And, and they do that. They become water damage restoration technicians certified because he's a certified trainer now. And uh, then you go back. Now you're ready for grand opening. And then we have a grand opening, which is like a unit mm -hmm. activation ceremony. Nice. We done, we unfurl the guide on because everybody <laughs> who, who is awarded a VetCorp franchise is a, it's a specific naming convention. The color of the guide on is based on the service that you were in. Or if you're a civilian, you get a yellow guide on because it's like a yellow ribbon supporting veterans. And, uh, and we unfurl the guide on, like we activate a unit and now you're open and, but you're trained and you're credentialed with all these um, clients and now you're ready to go. That's outstanding. That's a good train up for them. Uh, as, as I was going through my 365 days of doing nothing, basically trying to figure out what to do with my hands again, I was reached out to by uh, some enterprise, uh, entrepreneurism. They wanted me to franchise. They kept calling me every week with three different franchises, three different franchises. I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing right now, but talk me through. And there's one that kind of piqued my interest, but then I had to drive, go away to Long Island, New York to find him, to sit with him. And he wasn't really welcoming to me. I said, like, I'm good with this. I'll just find a job somewhere. And I walked away. It seems like you actually put that arm out and you put your arm around his shoulder and said, listen, buddy, I got you. We're going to take you through this step-by-step -step and help you out. The essence of franchising is in, is that you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself, Right. So you think about it, um, it, it's like, like when we go, we explain like when we deploy, right? Uh, we create a territory, we create an AO, uh, right. area of operations. You have graphic control measures. So you got a unit to the left and the right. Well, they're not units, they're franchises, they're mm -hmm. teammates, right? And so our franchisees share lessons learned, share best practices. Every uh, month I have a Zoom call with all of our 11 franchisees. We talk about, hey, here's what's going on in the system, you know, share best practices, those types of things, um, because it's, it's, it's a team. And the better that the franchisee does on the left and the right of you, the better the reputation is of the brand. And so the better you do and the better the brand does whenever it comes time, inevitably, somebody's going to sell their business. The better brand equity you have, the higher value you're going to get when you sell your business, et cetera. Plus, the better the reputation is, the more insurance companies we're going to get. And so it's a win-win-win. Pie gets bigger for everybody. And it's a full team approach. There's no, there's no competitors here um, on our team. We all want to see each other succeed and succeed wildly. That's the best way to do it. And by building each other, you're kind of pushing people away from those other uh, competitors that are actually out there not you're not competing you should not be competing right. with yourselves at all hopefully uh, they don't have that competitive mindset where i have to beat everyone on my left and right as well but keep moving forward and not chase awards uh, just chase the contracts and uh, that's the best way to get this done how do people get in contact with you to maybe start this process yeah so one you can reach out to me i'm a social media hog because i'm i love talking about uh, veterans the value of veterans so I'm on LinkedIn, um, Facebook, Instagram, P Huzar, H-U-S-Z-A-R. Um, not, not hard to find any of those social media platforms. And then our website is simply vetcor, V-E-T-C-O-R services.com. There's also a link from that website where you can, to, to our YouTube channel, where you can watch all the informational videos, et cetera. It's also a link to vetcor franchising, where you can get 
um, uh, fill out a small form and, and get more information. That starts the process if you're interested in a franchise opportunity. So what, what I tell people is, man, if you're a veteran or a veteran advocate or a veteran's family member and you're looking for help in transition, entrepreneurship, business ownership, franchising, and the, the, all those three of those things are different, by the way, um, reach out to us, connect with us on uh, primarily LinkedIn because that's the one that's the easiest and best way for kind of professional tran uh, transition advice and stuff. That's where we have the most content posted on there. And, and then you get the benefit of our network. Uh, and, you know, when I was a transitioning lieutenant colonel, I didn't know anybody. I had a profile of zero. And now, I, you know, I'm a CEO of a successful company. And I, I don't know, it's got upwards of 6,000 contacts on LinkedIn. And so, you know, if you're transitioning, you connect with me. Now, all of a sudden, you have 6,000, right? Because the way the network works, right? And I want you to use my network for good because it's, it's a benefit that I didn't have when I transitioned. I was saying that's something. Uh, when I was transitioning, I was taught... If you're not LinkedIn, you're linked out. That's right. Yep. And I, I started building mine. I got rid of everything that looked Army on there. No Army picture. No Army doctrine on there. I tried to make myself look more civilian than, than military to make myself a, a better sale. And so far, it's doing well. <laughs> have, you, have you heard this one? Networking is one letter away from not working. Right, that one down. That's a good one right there. <laughs> Well, Paul, so we got to do it. We're not good at it because yeah. <laughs> um, we think it's schmoozing, but it's not. It's professionalism. Think about, you know, for the military folks out there, think about what did you do when you need something from the supply sergeant? You yeah. schmoozed them, right? You got to schmooze this and they grease the skids in the system, right? That's what networking is. It's getting to know people, creating relationships, then inventing you know, how you can help one another. And uh, this is another thing I learned is if you don't ask another veteran, you're never going to find out other things that are out there because no one's just going to come tell you. You have to ask those questions. Uh, what is available for me in this area? What's available from this company? How can I get in that company? And that's the another veteran will say, oh, this, I got you. Back door. We're coming in. Yep. Here. We'll get you in there and knock this out. And now you got an insider champion to help you out, man. Yep. Exactly. Well, Paul, thanks for taking some of your time to be on the Misfit Nation. Uh, appreciate everything you're doing for veterans with VetCorps. And I look forward to seeing you again in the future. Thanks, my brother. Rich, I really appreciate everything that you are doing for veterans. This is awesome. Keep it up, man. You got great content. You got great help for veterans. And if there's anything I can ever do for you, I look forward to staying connected. And thanks again, my brother. Awesome. Thank you. You know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on Fit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that brings that energy, has a great story, is an up-and-comer in any industry of music, in the arts, have them reach out to us on TheMisfitNation.com. We will get back to them within one day and get them on here so they can share their story with the world. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling, because we are Fit Nation.